0: I am light.
1: I am light. Hello everyone, this is Amanda Johnson, and welcome to Being Inspired Radio episode 14. Already, if you caught me last week, I did some fun math and realized that I was just um, as of last week a quarter. Of the way through a year's worth of these episodes and today is number 14 so we are just going to be counting down closer to that mark but here I am now here we are in this moment whenever it is that you might be tuning in and listening to this knowing that there is something that you will receive and that there is something that you are meant to hear during the next 30 minutes or so, and knowing that what I share comes through me and is, is meant for you in some way. And I believe that wholeheartedly. I've had many experiences where I've listened to something or I've read something, and it was meant for me in that exact moment. And so one of my hopes, one of my intentions with this radio show is that I might be yet one more opportunity for the message that you are to hear, the thought that you are to have, the revelation that you are to be shown might come through me during this time. So I'm so glad you're listening And I'm here with me today. I'm really excited to talk today about finding balance in our lives. And this has been a topic now that I've started to explore in in various ways and formats over the past few weeks. I did an episode now a few weeks ago, a bit on striking balance and I've recently written an article about it, um, and I'm just continuing to be revealed more and more about what it means to find balance in our lives and how it might be that we go about doing that. And I can think back in my own life as to where the idea of living out of balance or living an imbalanced life has, has um, been true for me. And I think back to um, some of my earlier revelations around balance came from a period of time now a couple of years ago almost where I decided to give up coffee for two weeks or give up caffeine, which really my caffeine um, source was through coffee. And some of you may be familiar with this story, but basically I determined that for 10 days, I would give up coffee. And I thought this would just be a really nice way to, um, you know, first of all, start to notice if there was something um, that I was physically addicted to see if I could break that physical addiction, break the habit and then do my body a little good, um, almost kind of reset myself or to detox in a way. Well, I went ahead and started this process, and lo and behold, I just kept on going. And I said, you know what? I've kicked it for 10 days. Let's go two weeks. After two weeks, I said, you know what? Let's just keep going. I'll make it a month. And sure enough, I went nearly three months without drinking coffee or having caffeine. And what I realized was I, I certainly did discover that I had had quite a dependency on caffeine and on coffee. And my, I had been mentally addicted to it, physically addicted to it. Um, and I really, you know, felt like I needed it in my life. And so when I undid that by giving it up completely, I learned other lessons. I learned that I didn't need it. Um, I learned that there were other options out there like teas. Um, I found that I could drink decaf coffee here and there. Um, and and i found myself actually opening up my possibilities to new things well after i had experienced this other extreme which was to not have any coffee at all i said you know i now i'm starting to feel just as limited as i did once before i used to be limited because i was drinking coffee out of out of habit it was a default setting i would wake up in the morning and i would go push start on my coffee maker and I would drink two cups without thinking twice. And I noticed that um, equally as as automatic as that had become, my, my new way of being was becoming that as well. I was now saying, I can't have coffee. I'd walk into a, a store and I would immediately Um, limit myself and saying, well, I can't have this, this, or this because that has caffeine. So these are now my choices. So what had gone from feeling more um, expansive in terms of possibilities became just as limiting as it had been before. And so what I learned through all of this is that neither one was living in balance or living in moderation. I was seeing it as all or nothing which is a way I have seen the world more often than not in my life. I was either drink all, only going to have caffeine or I could never have caffeine. So after my three-month experiment of this, I found my way to, I'll drink caffeine when I feel like it and I won't when I don't feel like it. So perhaps, and I'll keep in mind that being excessive on either side isn't serving me. If I have too much coffee, I did find that I would sleep um, not as well, that my, my nervous system was a little out of whack. And so I was really mindful of that. Equally denying myself it entirely wasn't serving me either. So I found the middle way. I found this middle ground. And to this day, I'd like to say that I, for the most part, uphold that. Um, I do find that the coffee has become more of a morning ritual for me again. However, I have gone to half-calf so that I feel um, less dependent on the chemical of caffeine and and am more mindful of how that might affect my body. But that's one example of, in my life, where this idea of balance started to show up for me in terms of finding the middle ground, finding the the in-between, and more recently, um, I've started seeing this in my life in terms of my yoga practice. And that's what I want to share with you today is, and this is, I wrote an article, as I mentioned, about this very thing. And, and what I discovered was that there are three, three lessons, really, that I've learned through my yoga practice about finding balance. And I think it's really applicable to all areas of our life. And then it's fun for me to kind of see, well, where am I? in these, in these three lessons, because they, they build upon one another. Um, they're almost like stages that you, that we go through on our way to striking true balance in our lives. And it's fun to now see myself in other areas and compare, well, which of these stages am I at? So I'm going to walk you through what I think these three stages are and, um, and then see what else I have come up around this idea of balance. So when I was meditating on the concept of balance and seeing what I wanted to write my article about the other day, um, the headstand came to mind in my yoga practice. Now, again, some of you may know, I've talked about this before, I've been practicing Ashtanga yoga, which is a type of yoga practice. And I've been practicing it now only for you know two to three months, maybe three months now. And it's, um, it's a beautiful practice. It's very simple. If you know vinyasa, you might be familiar. And if you know nothing about yoga, that's okay too. Um, what I'm finding is that my yoga practice is just another way for me to learn the lessons that I am here to learn in life. It's um, actually A Course in Miracles talks about this where our bodies are purely here as a learning device for us. And so I'm noticing that in my yoga practice, that my body, my physical being um, is, is learning, is, is capable of learning these lessons for me on a, in a different way. Um, And so I'm having a lot of fun noticing where these things show up on my mat and how I can apply them in my life. So whether or not you're familiar with yoga, that's okay. But in Ashtanga and in many types of yoga, There is a pose called, um, well, I call it the headstand. There's probably a Sanskrit term as well. But basically what you do is you, um, using your forearms and your elbows and your wrists are touching the mat, you you place your head between your wrists and then you raise your legs up into the air so that you are standing upright in a vertical position on your forearms and on the top of your head. And when I first tried this pose, now, maybe three months ago or so, boy, it was a real learning experience. And I'll tell you, I didn't get it right away. Um, It it took me actually many weeks before I was able to do it. But here's what I learned about balance as I reflected on my process and my journey about um, doing a headstand. So when I first did the headstand, as I was preparing myself on my mat, I was lifting my legs into the air. What I would do is I would kick my legs up into the air and I would kick so hard that my legs would go up and over and I would end up in a backbend of sorts. And this happened time and time and time again. And so what I started to see is, okay, this is what I tend to do. I tend to kick my legs Hard enough that I ultimately fall over. So the first thing that I had to do in my journey to successfully maintaining a headstand was I had to test out and feel what my counterbalance would feel like. Now my counterbalance was when I would um, get myself prepped for this headstand, I would try to lift my legs up very, very slowly. Because the the other tendency, the extreme, was that I was kicking them too hard, too fast, and I was falling over. So now the counterbalance is was for me to stay on the other side to keep my legs and my feet, you know, behind me um, rather than over my head. Well what I did as I was practicing this and finding my counterbalance was again I wasn't really finding my headstand. I'd get my legs up a little bit, but there wasn't enough strength or enough momentum that once again, I would fall out. But this way, this time I would fall out the other way. So I did this again for a number of days and a number of times before I could finally find the headstand. So for me, I can take this and apply it to life. When we are looking for our counterbalance, When we are looking for the other side of that weight that we are looking to strike, the balance that we are looking to strike, what that might mean in our lives is that we do the opposite of what we tend to do. So in my headstand, I was kicking too hard and flopping over into a backbend. So the opposite of that is to kick not hard enough and I'd ultimately still fall out, but I would fall out in the other direction. My coffee example was... My tendency was to drink way more coffee and caffeine than I needed and to do it out of habit and out of almost kind of an automation. The opposite of that was to have no caffeine at all. And again, in both of those situations, neither one is balanced. Both are extremes and both are limiting in some way. I'm either limiting myself by falling into a backbend every time I attempt the headstand or I'm limiting myself by not even getting my feet up and over my head. So we can look at the first phase or stage of finding balance as this in our lives. Where am I tending to go? It's almost like um, the natural place that I am. am I, do I tend to be an, um, a workaholic, for example? Do I tend to push and drive and work hard and overwork myself? If so, my counterbalance might be taking no action or taking very little action. Again, neither of those are balance. Or perhaps I actually find that I just don't take any action at all. Maybe I'm paralyzed with fear or I find myself um, overly perfectionistic and so I don't take any action. So maybe the opposite of that, my counterbalance, would be to do it no matter what. Put it on my calendar and I get it done no matter what. Whether or not I feel prepared, whether or not the timing is right, I just do. And I do that for a little while. Again, not balanced, but it's part of our process of finding balance. So that was the first lesson and the first phase I see in finding balance, the second lesson, and then I started to see in my headstand was, okay, well, once I had found my counterbalance, I knew what it felt like to no longer kick myself up and over. I knew how to lift my legs slowly. And once I got comfortable with that, what I did was I had to actually add a little bit more momentum in, but not as much as I had before so that I wasn't going to go into a backbend so what I did was I got, I found a little bit of strength and momentum with my counterbalance of lifting my legs slowly so that I could ultimately get my legs upright and hold them there above my head. Now in this second lesson, in this second phase, what I started to do was to make micro adjustments because to hold your, my legs above my head, it required me to make sh- small shifts. Sometimes I'd feel myself start to fall towards the back bend, and I needed to adjust myself. So I needed to either move my wrists or my elbows or lean my body or tilt my legs in a certain direction. Or maybe I started to feel that I was going to fall out the other way, so I needed to adjust back the into the other direction. So if you could picture this with me, my legs are upright, but I'm doing these slight, almost... Um, you almost can't see them, but they're very subtle adjustments in my body. I'm flexing certain muscles. I'm engaging certain muscles. I'm relaxing other muscles. I'm bending certain parts of my body. And it's happening very subtly and very quickly. So this is, that, is the second lesson that we can learn about finding our balance, is that once we've explored both extremes, we know what our counterbalances feel like and look like. Now we find the center, and then it's a dance. We are constantly making small micro-adjustments. We might notice that, okay, I'm I'm starting to overwork myself. I need to take a little break. That's a micro-adjustment. I find myself bending too far in the other direction. I'm not really taking any action at all. Now it's time to make something happen. But we're doing these micro adjustments. So now, maybe instead of, um, you know, just doing something no matter what because that's my counterbalance, I might schedule something, but give myself a little grace if you know what the timing just isn't right to get it done today, or I'm not as prepared as I thought. So I'm going to give myself an extra 24 hours. Those are the micro adjustments that we might make. For me, when I was drinking coffee, the micro adjustments were. I feel like a cup of coffee, so I'm going to have one. It's afternoon, and I'd rather not be up all night, so I'm going to restrain myself and not drink caffeine. Or the next day, I choose, and I get a decaf instead of a whole calf. So those are the micro-adjustments that we can be making in each moment. The point here is, as we find our balance, we never, or we attempt... To not go back to either extreme, so that we can stay upright and not come crashing to the floor. The other thing I'll point out here is, when we find that balance and then we start making micro adjustments, we also have more a more greater awareness that when we are starting to fall out. So when it we notice ourselves thinking, "Oh my goodness, here I go again," we can actually let ourselves down a little more gracefully. And we will find that we don't um, just come tumbling out as we once did before. And so that's the other thing. If you think of in your own life, when you've, um, maybe if you've been working too hard and you just crash, or you find that you've been really um, overly dependent on a substance and you just really overdo it and it becomes kind of a crisis. Whole idea of finding balance is that we're letting ourselves out of these moments more gracefully so as to avoid these kind of critical moments. Um, and we avoid the, the times where we just fall to our knees in complete despair. The third lesson that I learned and that I think applies to our lives in terms of kind of that final, in a way, stage or phase of finding balance is that it takes ongoing practice. So as I have now learned to do a headstand, and I'm super proud the first day I got myself upright, I've got to tell you, it is an exhilarating feeling. And I I believe that is true in our lives. When we find that place of balance, it's awesome. It feels so good. And it still takes practice and effort. It's not easy. I don't hit a headstand now, And just think, oh my goodness, this is the easiest thing I've ever done. I actually am still really aware of the micro adjustments I need to make. I am aware of the strength it it requires. And I practice because the more I practice, the stronger I get. So while it still takes effort and it still doesn't feel easy, it feels easier than it did the first time. And I can hold it longer than I did the first time. The first time I tried my headstand, I might have held the balance to maybe three or four breaths at most before I needed to come out. We might find that in life as well. When we first try striking balance, we might do it for shorter spurts of time. Maybe it's for an hour. Maybe it's for a day. Maybe it's for a week. But the more we practice finding our balance, making those micro adjustments, the longer we can go. So now I can hold my headstand for closer to 20 breaths. I think I've only hit that once, but that was pretty amazing. And each time I do it, I see if I can go just a little bit further. Equally, when I need to come out of it, I forgive myself. I'm, I'm compassionate with myself. But the thing is, is I've developed strength. So the more we do this in life, we develop new muscles. We're building new muscles for how to find our balance, how to listen to the voice inside us who says, that's enough or a little bit more. We might have a greater awareness of knowing I can do this now. Maybe I don't do this then. We start to see when do we need to do certain things? When do we need to be more than do? When is it time to sit back and allow? When is it time to step forward and act? This is the process and the more we practice it, the stronger we get. And the easier it is to maintain for longer periods of time. I feel like I just, gave a lesson. And I guess in some ways I did. Typically, I find that these shows aren't quite as um, structured as this with so much um, lesson based conversation. But that is what I felt inspired to share today. And I feel it's so important. And it keeps coming up in my experience of where so many of us are struggling to find balance. I had a beautiful conversation with some incredible women in my life um, last week and I would hear them saying, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, always, I'm in feast or famine. You know, it's like I, I kill myself for two weeks and then I just crash and I sit on the couch for two weeks. When I hear things like that and certainly experiences in my own life as well, that is the all or nothing mentality. That is the a life of imbalance rather than living in balance. And I know for myself, I've worked through this in so many levels and through so many layers of it. I remember a time very clearly when, for me, if I couldn't get to the gym every day this week, well, then what's the point in going today? Or if I'm not going to, um, you know, if, if I'm not going to give up all sweets well, then I may as well eat as many as I want. So I've had throughout my life a lot of times where I would look at things in an all or nothing view. And it's only until maybe since the last couple of years and really over the last six or so months where I've gone, wow, this is what it means to be a live a balanced life. And here's how I can do it. And so it was fun for me to see these phases Um, emerge from my yoga practice and the most recent application for me is I had a very wise friend ask me the other week about um, you know what what does it mean for me to to do things my way because what I had shared was I started to notice that I've been in a bit of resistance or almost like I've been um, rebelling the way things are done specifically in your business so i'm noticing that people i believe there are people who say here's how to do it and i have really resisted and rebelled against that now for many months and as i was exploring well, why might that be what came to me was well in the past my default my tendency was to be a rule follower to do things the way others said they were to be done. That is how I have lived the majority of my life. If you say this is how I'm supposed to do it, well then, gosh darn it, that's the way I'm going to do it because I feel that must be the right way. Well, what I started to notice is through a lot of my own inner work and inner development, I started to see that tendency And I'm starting to play with my counterbalance. I'm going the other way. So now it's not, well, of course, if you say it, I'm going to do it. Now I'm kind of exploring what it feels like to say, if that's the way you say to do it, I'm not going to do it that way. And I've been, so I'm in the phase, I'm in that second phase, or I'm at the end of the first phase really of finding my counterbalance and exploring it and saying, what does that feel like? What does it feel like to not do it just because someone else said to? Well, what dawned on me as I was then sharing this was that is equally not living a balanced life because now I'm just as limited in some ways as I was before. Because now if someone does say something and I happen to agree and find that that would really serve me. I'm keeping myself from doing it purely out of principle. So what was so beautiful about that conversation was I, I was able to realize that the next phase is for me to find the balance and to make micro adjustments. And the balance would look a little something like, I might do things that other people do because they work and more importantly, they work for me. Equally, I might not do things that other people do because they don't work for me. And so that was, that's the new phase I'm in. And the first way I started to explore that was, then what is my way and what does that look like? And what I found out is that it it has to do with a little bit of both. There are certain things I've seen others do that I really like and that I want to do and I feel inspired to do. And then there are other things that I very much want to stay true to myself and not do. I want my way to um, be workable for me. And so I started to explore what that would look like. And now I get to practice these micro adjustments and notice, am I starting to fall in one direction or the other? And when I notice that, I can be a little compassionate and then I can recognize that it's just a matter of practice and building new, more strength and building a few new muscles before I can maintain my balance and my way for a longer duration of time. So that is what I want to share today about finding balance. And I, I trust that wherever it is that you are in your life and in your journey, And wherever it may be that you find yourself either um, living in a completely imbalanced life, maybe you haven't yet explored your counterbalance, maybe you have been and you've been living in your counterbalance for some time, or maybe you have already found some balance, but now it's just a matter of making those micro adjustments and continuing to practice and grow stronger and stronger. I trust that you received what you were meant to from today's show, and I'm so grateful that you dropped in. As I see it, we are all contributing to the ripple effects of these messages, of these truths, and of being an inspiration to ourselves and for others. Many blessings for you today and always, and I'll talk to you again very soon.